ladies, I'm Henri. And I'm Blanca. And this is the Meow Podcast. Meow stands for My Empowerment of Women, and it's a show dedicated to encouraging women to live empowered lives through storytelling. We are here to inspire women by advocating self love, self realization, self development, mental health, and entrepreneurship. It's a platform for all women to find purpose and share their stories. Join us bi weekly as we sit down and have heartfelt conversations that spark curiosity and inform you while we have some fun. Stay tuned, ladies. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to our new episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hi, Henri. How are you? I'm doing great. I think things have been looking up recently. How are you doing, Blanca? I'm good. I know. I agree. I feel like the retrograde was like really affected us. Like at first it was really stressful, but I feel like I'm in like, we're like in a good place now. We're both happy. Especially it's finally summer now. I know. Everyone's happier, smiling longer. Yeah. The days are longer. I know. We've got some like fun, fun uh, events coming up and we've got some fun friend events coming up. So we have your boyfriend's july 4th party coming up he never (laughs) drinks but he's gonna be drinking that one day of the year so yeah it's gonna be interesting (laughs) um but yeah like life is good and uh i'm excited to get into today's topic yeah interesting interesting you mentioned the boyfriend part because today's kind of not just the relationship Uh attachment styles Mm -hmm. but attachment styles with about with everybody around you yeah and kind of going into the five love languages yeah so today we're going to be talking a little bit about um yeah attachment theory um so the attachment theory is the idea that behavior is learned from the primary caregivers um and the way that our primary caregivers um treat us contributes to the forms and the and the way that we perceive close relationships um if a child is dependent on his or her caregiver and seeks comfort, soothing, and support from them, if the child's emotional needs are satisfied, he or she becomes securely attached. And um, I think most of, you know, like, I feel like the self-help world, you know, our generation is really putting in that work of like kind of healing, um, like relationships and the traumas of our of our past, like ancestors and like coming up to us, like, what we talk about is not it doesn't mean that like we don't love our parents and that they didn't do the best that they could um everybody obviously does the best that they can but there's this really great book that i've been reading called all about love and i really like her take on love and it talks about how like when you're going towards healing there's this guilt of like saying that there was dysfunction in your growing up because Mm -hmm. then you feel like you're not loving your parents but I think, but she says that the only way to heal is to accept that there is dysfunction and that doing the work is like you're healing, you're helping them heal as well. Definitely just creating the awareness around what has happened in the past to start the journey of healing within yourself and even your parents. Yeah. And kind of going into the four attachment styles. So the first one is anxious. Second is avoidant. Fourth is disorganized. And lastly, but surely it's secure attachment. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to dive into the anxious, avoidant, disorganized first, then kind of go into how to develop a secure attachment style. Yeah. And so the first one, anxious attachment, and this is when you have the chronic fear of abandonment in relationships. 
So, you know, when you feel like someone's going to leave you constantly Mm -hmm. and you're always hypervigilant to people's emotional states and you might pick fights in order to feel close to somebody and you struggle to set boundaries and you have a hard time honoring the boundary of other people Mm -hmm. and conflict. You're going to have conflicts of disconnection feelings over and this is going to be over overwhelming and terrifying and you're going to be highly emotional and reactive when you're triggered. So mm-hmm. when someone's like threatening to leave, like Blank, I'm gonna leave, or you know, they say they're gonna be somewhere and boom, their math says they're or elsewhere. Or you're just perceiving it because yeah. you're so hyper vigilant. And it's all in your head. Yeah. Right? You tend to neglect yourself in these relationships. Yeah. So I think anxious attachment um is a really hard attachment to have. I, I would say that like depending on the person really or depending on the situation, like I have been more prone to anxious attachment and it basically is like yeah like what you're just saying it's like being really hyper vigilant to like the move of the people that you feel closest to like it can be really exhausting you know you just keep assuming what they're gonna do yeah and oftentimes it's unfair that you're putting your thoughts and you're not actually looking into who these people are that they're not gonna leave you right yeah and which actually creates distance in the relationship yeah you end up like i feel like it ends up being like a self-fulfilling prophecy like you end up pushing people away because your desire to like connect is so like too strong it's too strong it's like a bear yeah like people (laughs) end up getting overwhelmed because they can't they can only like give you so much validation and they feel like they're the only source of happiness yeah to this person yeah uh, well, I feel like I like have felt these feelings, but I, I wouldn't say that that's like my main one. But yeah, I feel like this one's a, definitely a hard yeah, one. Yeah, I feel like when I was like really, really young, like starting off being in a relationship for the first time or the type of friendships I had when I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. I would always be scared that they're going to leave me or, you know, I had like weird thoughts. And of course, like that's when you're young, young mm-hmm. and your really your attachment styles develop as you date other people or you make new friends mm-hmm. as you attach on to people with secure attachment styles and you learn from them. But before we even jump into secure attachment, we're going to go into how yeah. you develop an anxious attachment style. Yeah. Um, and so how do we develop anxious attachment is through a parent is not available emotionally Um, A parent is inconsistent or unpredictable. Um, Parent doesn't have boundaries or violates a child's boundaries. Parents struggle to regulate their emotional state, shuts down, has rage explosions. Parent doesn't respond to our emotional or helps us understand our feelings. Parent has unstable, unpredictable relationship with others. So yeah, this is like, I think that all of these attachments, they definitely obviously mirror the relationship we had with our parents. But um, it's really important to kind of understand which one is yours because you can start to kind of heal and create that awareness mm-hmm. that you do live with this abandonment. And like, you know, abandonment, having an abandonment wound is like really important to like go back and like do that self-soothing um, because you can't really like, it's too exhausting to live with that fear. Definitely. And you know, especially kind of going through something traumatic like this with parents, constantly being unpredictable, unpredictable, like breaking my things or getting angry with me mm-hmm. when I was younger. You know, I had to go through that personal work in order to kind of um, navigate myself out of that. Yeah. Um, 
And it does, the journey starts with you recognizing the type of attachment style that you have in order to make the work to get to a secure um, attachment style. And yeah, because like all of these attachments, like we, we, you tend to like, because we're all here to like basically heal, um, if you are not aware of your attachment style, you tend to like attract the opposite attachment style because you're basically here to heal the abandonment wound. So um, if you're anxiously attached, you tend, you might um, actually like attract avoidant attachment, avoidant attached people, because you're both here to kind of like trigger or mirror that fear that that you have to recognize that you're going to be okay regardless mm-hmm. if someone leaves you and life's going to keep throwing the same challenge at you yeah until you break the cycle um, yeah until and it's crazy because like like when you as you grow older your relationship if you don't like have awareness of the things that happened to you when you were little you will literally be in a cycle of like reliving your your the relationship you saw within your parents with like your romantic relationships mm-hmm. with your friends like so um i think that realizing that you are going to be okay whether someone leaves you or not like you are fine you are like solid mm-hmm. and understanding that you don't not that you don't need people we do need connection all that stuff but kind of healing that fear of like i'm going to be okay whether somebody stays with me or doesn't stay with me exactly you just got to work on yourself first and I'm going to go into the second attachment style. And this is the avoidant avoidant attachment style that Blanca touched up on. Um, but this is when someone's ghosting you or they withdraw in relationships when they become too close. Mm-hmm. And they deeply desire connections, although they don't know how to actually connect. And they end up in rela- they end relationships abruptly if their needs aren't met. So they're kind of selfish yeah yeah (laughs) and um they have unrealistic expectations of partners so they should be able to meet uh read their minds and they just don't communicate well Mm -hmm. and they can lack empathy and struggle to understand the needs of others and this is so interesting to me because you know when i was younger i went through the attachment style Mm -hmm. and when i felt the disconnect with the other person i remember i went through a period of having avoidant like yeah i was like i'm not gonna put in that effort anymore i'm like fuck those fuck boys you know <laughs> i went through that phase and then now i have to do my work and i'm i'm, I'm at a secure attachment style but sometimes it flips you're like mm-hmm. oh this is how they're gonna be i'm gonna be like that too yeah <laughs> you know it's so crazy because like so in the dating pool like i was reading have you read the book attached no i haven't but i know it was one of the books for book club yeah yeah it's a really <laughs> great book but it talks about how like of the population is avoidant and then 40% of the population is anxious and, um, and avoidance tend to attract anxiously attached. And I personally, like, I feel empathy for them and I am here for their, like their emotional, like whatever journey, (laughs) like I want you to heal, like, please heal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're very hard people to kind of deal with because um, I think that they associate connection with how people make them feel rather than, and so when people aren't always making them happy, they're just like deuces, like I'm yeah. out. And it can be, especially if you're anxious, it can make you, it gives you that abandonment wound because yeah. you're like, well, I thought I connected with you. And then you like just abruptly leave because 
you think that people ha- are here to kind of fill your voids. Mm-hmm. I feel like an attachment style, people actually over-communicate, which kind of helps with their journey, right? And I feel like avoidance style, they're kind of like, eh, let's deal with this later. Yeah. Well, no, they, they, yeah, they're like, let's deal with this later. I don't want to talk about it. Or honestly, they just go. Yeah. They literally, they feel so uncomfortable with vulnerability. And like, it literally, like, the discomfort that they have, like, because they feel unsafe. Well, yeah. both, both are equally bad. And I think that what's funny is that avoidant attachment people will try to convince you that you're crazy when in reality, their actions are what are making you crazy. So in this, um, I've been taking that life skills course and they call this like the silent night, which can actually be, um, is an, is, is, can be an abusive um, uh, type of behavior mm-hmm. because the other person is like, their soul spirit is basically yeah. disintegrating and they're gaslighting you and they're gaslighting you exactly and manipulating like, you because you know, i was like in a relationship like this too in the past where i had the attachment whatever sick like, <laughs> i had the insecure not insecure i had the anxious attachment style sorry and like boyfriend or whatever yeah. dumb dumb he was <laughs> He had the avoided. Yeah. So he was like, you're crazy. Da, da, da. And I was like, I'm just trying to show my love to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You got to go through. Actually, I don't want anybody to ever go through things like this. But this is when you have the aha moment of personal growth. Like, okay, I need to kind of switch up the way I view relationship or myself, mm-hmm. people around me. And you can navigate into who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Because both basically lead. I mean, both attachment styles, even though obviously the anxious attacher feels like the more loving person, right? Because they're so eager to connect. Like, I just want to connect with you. Like, I want to speak to you. And, but that in itself is like needy energy, you know, it's like desperate. Um, And then the anxious attachment is like, is also suffering. And I think that you do have to have compassion for avoidance because they have so much, it's really is just so much release. Well, they're very fearful. Like the fear of being hurt is so strong within them that they literally like run away because they, they fear that you're going to hurt them. Yeah. But within that, with it's both become a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, because um, the avoidance really become the people they want to avoid because they become their, their actions become hurtful to others. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then, and then they're, how they get hurt is that they never experience true connection. They never allow themselves to, to be soft and to realize that both really have to learn that, like, it's not that the world isn't going to hurt you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we can't control other people. I can't control you. You can't control me. But you have to have, you have to develop a self-worth that, like, even if people do stupid shit to you, you're going to be okay. Yeah, And you, you don't want to live life without love and connection because, because I feel like even the avoidance style, they tend to go for that, for the anxious attachment because they love that attention. Yeah. Right. So it's not some kind of like trying to balance each other out, but it does come down to, um, really going through that pain in order to dis- rediscover yourself and creating the awareness around these attachment styles. Yeah. Like, I think that the only way to really, you know, get to the core of your soul is like, you have to break your own heart. 
you yeah. know, and you have to realize that like you have to open up your heart. You can't keep it cold and you can't live your life in this state of fear all the time mm-hmm. because it's exhausting. It and honestly, like when you are avoidant attached or or anxious attached, you really like when you're stuck in those in those cycles, your type might not even be your type once you're healed. Yeah. Because you're literally living your life off of your wounds, off of being afraid of being hurt or being left. We all have like developed from specific type of securement or attachment styles, but I'm like getting all these flashbacks as we were talking about this. I was like, you're right, Blanca. I never wanted to go back to avoided attachment style kind of guy. Unfortunately, a lot of people just don't have emotional intelligence. Yeah. I think that we're kind of brainwashed to believe that we're crazy and that there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with us for wanting to connect. Um, And then I think that this very like emotionalist, you know, society that doesn't really have compassion and they don't really have compassion for themselves. It's very important to become emotionally intelligent. Yeah, and I also think it's also dangerous with a lot of, not just social media, but movies really showing the highs and lows in relationships as if that's normal. That's how, that's what's, um, that's what everybody looks up to when they watch rom-coms. And the thing about it is that when an anxious attacher and an avoidant attacher create a bond, it can be really toxic. It's especially, trauma bond. Yeah, it's a trauma bond. Exactly. Like it can be a really um, like dangerous connection because you're both triggering each other's wounds. And the more that the one chases, the other one flees, creating this like chaos. And um, um, I think these kinds of relationships when you're in these like lower vibrations, like they can become very addictive because you confuse passion for love Mm -hmm. and dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. You, you confuse the chase for, for excitement. And, Mm -hmm. and in reality, like, you know, I've been reading that book all about love and it talks about how, you know, um, love isn't a feeling. It's an action. Mm -hmm. Um, you choose to be a loving person, not just romantically, but to everyone. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I just had this conversation with a friend yesterday who, you know, went through a, a breakup mm-hmm. and she was just talking about like, damn, I did so and so and so and so for this guy. I shouldn't have done this. And I said, you should never regret the way that you love someone. This yeah. is like what you're supposed to do even with your friends or, you know, someone that you date. You, date. you just happen to do it to someone that caused harm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, sh- you should never regret the way that you love somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like there definitely should never, you shouldn't regret the relationships that you've had in the past because everybody's really here to teach you something and they're really here to teach you about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you realize that like, if you're in this avoidant, anxious, attached stance, that person is really here to wake you up to your, to your habits and to the way to your own fear. And the more that you heal the fears within you and, and you become more secure, then um, then these kinds of relationships aren't as enticing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I will not let any man drive me nuts anymore. Yeah. Like if I I if I feel like dysfunction in you or I feel your avoidance, like Yeah, you, you can... feel like it's kinda off. It's so interesting that you say that because you know. Uh, before I moved to San Diego, I made two contracts with my best friend, Julie Lee, which kind of talked about like my focus in life, mm-hmm. which was in guys and like, just like the community and getting more involved into starting my own business, etc. So I had a con- signed contract. Mm-hmm. And so the time, time that I met Ben, it was also like, you know, I'm not gonna 
um, I'm only going to date somebody that actually takes me on dates and I had specific criteria, which is interesting, standards right? Now. Standards, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that happened to me, all of them. But in my head, I was like, okay, yeah, I wasn't like going to waste my time on someone that has like, I don't want to say issues, but they, but it's, um, what I'm trying to say you don't is like emotionally regulate. Yes, yes, and also if our if our values don't match up, yeah, um, right away because I feel like we're not there to teach, or you know, teach them how to be in a relationship. We should all already have similar things to bring to the relationship. A lot of the times when you're in anxious or avoidant, you really are looking for relationships that fill voids mm-hmm. because you think that healing is outside of you. Well, when I find the perfect girl who does all the right things then i'm gonna be like great you know some some people that i know it's like they're constantly relationships mm-hmm. just because they can't um what is that it's out of um anxious attachment style they just always like they always need to be with someone yeah. and or like the 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 serial they're in like one year relationships like every year and it's because like as soon as they feel like them bonding they were like this is too much and then they <laughs> run um yeah, you like really just have to realize that like you have to feel secure within yourself first. Like you you have to be your own person and you have to like create your own happiness. And people are here to be experienced, not to be like controlled. Really getting down on which attachment style that you currently have. Yeah, and like taking responsibility for your own healing. Like um because you know, the only way that people will experience true love is when they let go of this idea that they are here to control and overpower someone. Mm-hmm. Because- and also, like, you know, going back to when we're talking about our, how we grew up, yeah, right? My dad still tells me till this day that he, he says in order to make a relationship work, it's control. Mm-hmm. So, then, you know, that's, that's how I grew up um, in a family where um, the women kind of do everything around the house and there's the man of the house, you know, yeah. that type of thing. But with education and understanding what kind of attachment styles our parents have yeah. and how you grow up, you're able to kind of go into the right direction. Yeah, because um, if when you are in these, like the two major ones, like, and even the, the third one that we're going to talk about, like, you're still not secure within yourself. So the only way that you feel safe, because you're so fearful of either being hurt or being abandoned, you believe that love is control. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to control this person and tell them what to do because that makes me feel safe. Or I'm going to manipulate them to get them to do what I need to do because I need to get my needs met so that I can continue to feel safe. But like, you know, I've been doing so much self-work on myself now that I realize that like, you know, love is freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, I don't want to control anybody. You are your own person. You are an adult. Love is because you want to water the plants. Exactly. Like, and, and that's see it bloom. Exactly. Like, that's what you just said is what this book, All About Love, talks about. It's like true love is wanting the best for someone and wanting them to, wanting what's best for their soul's journey and understanding that sometimes that means not with you, mm-hmm. you know, or that means it's literally allowing people to be free to be their own person Mm -hmm. and when you find somebody who loves you too and like and then you can kind of like grow as two individuals but kind of complementing one another 
without trying to overpower the other, but understanding one another is like how you will experience like true love. Exactly. And that's comes down to the secure attachment, which we will be discussing later. So we like got into the conversation. We forgot to explain how, um, how someone develops avoidant attachment. Um, this is when the parents shuts down regularly the silent treatment or disassociates. Parents tend to be a lone wolf without withdraws when they have stress or difficult emotions. Parent is icy or appears detached or unconcerned with the child's experience of the world. Parent shames the child or doesn't accept parts of who they are, perfectionistic or authoritarian styles of parenting. But neither one is better than the other, like mm -hmm. of these attachment styles, but it definitely just kind of shows the way that. And it also really does impact you when you're living in a household like this, mm -hmm. because if you're, you know, just imagine you're living with your parents till you're 18. Yeah. It becomes like a pattern in your life, right? Unhealth, an unhealthy pattern that you're going to have to break out of when you're an adult. Yeah. And um, really working through those traumas. Yeah. And allowing yourself to soften, like not everybody is here to like hurt you and, you know, like creating yeah. that, create, opening up your heart chakra. And also really be proud that you are the cycle breaker. Yeah. And all of this stuff. Yeah. Like once you go on that journey of healing, like you really start to see the dysfunction in the family and you start to learn how to set boundaries with your parents. Jumping into the third attachment style. This is a disorganized attachment. This is the push pull dynamic in relationships. So it's going from like, I don't need you to I can't live without you, Blanca. Yeah, hot and cold. Yeah. This romantic relationship tend to be very, very triggering or highly overwhelming. So this relationship is going to have a lot of highs and lows, similar to what I talked about in the movies, mm -hmm. like unrealistic expectations. And you're going to be addicted to excitement or drama in relationships, yeah. you know, similar to what I just said. And, you know, just because you don't, and especially you're not going to trust others or themselves. So it's so funny because in my last relationship, I was definitely just this attachment. Yeah, I feel like this is like mixture of anxious and avoidant kind of, right? Yes, it's a mixture. And it's like so funny because he was definitely more secure mm -hmm. and I was disorganized. And um, now that I've done a lot of self-work and like I've reflected on that relationship, yeah. it's kind of crazy because... I have the, I used to have this thing where like as soon as I like like someone I like I'm eager to connect with them but then as soon as I like feel the connection I'm like it, I just like take like this really cold step back and I'm yeah. just like oh this is like it like I'm like it's like just kidding turn around yeah and I feel like it took me so long to fully commit yeah because I was like so hot and cold and like I was kind of like driving him nuts yeah. and um and then I finally <laughs> did like commit but it but every time that I felt like we were really close like I would get really uncomfortable and then I would just like threaten like I'm gonna like I want to break up like I'm not ready I don't want to yeah, do this anymore you know what that it, and I and I feel like eventually like the thing is like if you're secure attachment and you're dating people with avoidant or anxious or disorganized like you can kind of turn them into insecure attachments too like mm -hmm. because like you can't get it together and if the person really cares about you like 
you know, eventually your, 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 your behavior is going to like affect them if they don't know boundaries yet. Yeah. And you know what, now that I'm at a secure attachment style, I look back to my old relationships and I had to go through those things, but I kind of get embarrassed. I'm like, that's shit that I was saying, like sending long paragraphs to try to keep them or being like, I'm going to threaten to break up with them or something out of nowhere. Oh man. Like I was an embarrassment. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I was able to work on myself, but I did think about that. I was like, oh my God. Like, yikes. When I was like 17, yeah. I was like 20, I was like, yikes. <laughs> Literally, I, when I look back at like my behavior in the past, I'm just like, damn, like I was so insecure and I was so like just immature, you know? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, like well, I was, even, I used to go on their like Instagram and be like, why are you following these like Instagram daddies? Yeah. <laughs> this was when I was in high school. I'd be like, Oh my god! Not, not like I don't care. I'm like I follow up guys. You can you can follow things yeah. that are nice to look at. It's, <laughs> I know. I think it's like it's just so important to do the work. Yeah. Because like <laughs> when you are addicted to the highs and lows, like I mean, it's just like pure chaos. Yeah. And then it's like it's like with moments of bliss, you know, and it's like. I don't know, like, I never want to go back to that way of yeah. thinking. And also, like, I feel like, you know, those times when I when we were both dating people with these, you know, the negative attachment styles, they were kind I of was like, the negative attachment were, style. Yeah, yeah, toxic. <laughs> but you know what? At those times, they are kind of, like, purposely trying to get you to do something, right? So, for example, when you're I mean, you're because, you're anxious, both, because you're both trying to control each other. Exactly. And so, I feel like when you're at a secure attachment style, you're at a place where you know the other person's not doing something to get at you or to right. make you do something. Right. Because definitely when I was in those stages, I was like, okay, this person wants me to act a certain way. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Have you ever been, like, or in liked with somebody who, like, you can tell is trying to make you jealous or, like, do weird shit? I'm just like... As soon as I feel <laughs> that discomfort, now I like run away. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. want that. I don't want this. Because like, in this the past, is... in, you know, when we were much younger, that was your way of being like, oh, like trying to have you be like, this is my girl. And, yeah. Like, hold you, you know. Well, that's because when we're <laughs> still in these like, you know, like these immature ways of attaching, like you, you really do believe that like, you know, passion and like, like, uh, what's it called? Like obsession or um. Or possessiveness, like you equate yeah. that as like, oh, they must really love me. Yeah, and, also and especially it, because that's how if your parents were like that too. Yeah, and it's so funny because like <laughs> I remember when I used to fight. Well, why don't you like? I like. I feel like we just don't have any like passion and stuff. And I would literally, and now I'm like, he, he would be like, yeah. He's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, so you want dysfunction? And he was just like in such a more secure place than I was, and I just like <laughs> didn't. I was like, yeah, because like I just need more excitement. And now I realize it's because I just had a dysregulated nervous system. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, uh, definitely. I think now it's just really setting boundaries with people so that you don't create this stance. Yeah. I know. I think it's also starting early on, you know, figuring out yourself and the partner that you're going to be dating. Yeah. And, you know, if you know that they already have a specific type of attachment style, mm-hmm. um, you're not there to teach them. Yeah. You know, if they want to go on their self, self-growth self journey, you know, it's you're you, you could, yeah, them. you're here to support them. But I feel like it's always the best if you find, like, secure a friend or even, you know, a person that you're interested in, if they do already have a secure attachment style, that really helps you learn more from them. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll get into, like, how to heal all of these but um 
the ways that one develops disorganized attachment is by you witnessed violence or abuse, neglect from a parent, um, substance use, poverty, or situations that consistently create lack of safety for the child, um, the parent who unconsciously shames the child or engages in harsh punishment. Um, the parent has a Dr. Jekyll persona. Parent is one way at home and completely different outside of the home. Child feels uncomfortable or afraid to share what they think or feel with the parent. Yeah, they so, really mess with your brain. And I even think about this. There's a lot of unlearning that you have to go through in order to start your own nest. Yeah, and you know, I I have a... I used to have a disorganized attachment, which I feel like is the worst yeah, out of all the I three feel like I've had because all it's of both that mixed, you know, because I feel like, you know, growing up, I thought it was normal to kind of poke at somebody yeah. like something that bothers them. That's what my family that does, you know, I don't know if they still do it anymore. I think they all grew up, mm -hmm. but like my parents or even had cousins where they would purposely poke at something that bothers somebody and make a joke out of it in front of a whole room and I thought I thought that was normal but they would do it to me too yeah and so those even those little things I have to like break out and I you know as I surrounded myself with other families I kind of found out like what's actually supposed what's actually normal yeah. how you're supposed to be treating somebody yeah and like just realize that like love doesn't hurt you you yeah. know like at the end of the day like love is kind it's respect yeah. it's integrity it's like wanting what's best for another person and and also um, knowing that family doesn't always have to be by blood yeah people that actually make you feel good that actually shows you what love is supposed to be like yeah and you know creating that awareness that you have whichever one that you have like um so that you can heal and so that you can stop attracting people with these dysfunctional attachments because you know we deserve to be happy and you deserve to be happy. So going into the last attachment style, we've been kind of like saying this word word many times, it's a secure attachment. And this is when you're able to regulate emotions and you're comfortable talking about feelings and having difficult conversations, like my relationship building workshops. <laughs> and you're dependable, supportive and trustworthy and your nervous system is flexible and you're able to face conflicts directly and confidently. And you trust those around you mm -hmm. and your words and actions match and you're able to grow, be playful, curious and open in relationships. So yeah. you don't have those ill feelings. You don't feel like someone's going to hurt you. You're just doing it for yourself mm -hmm. and making sure that the other person is happy in the relationship too. Yeah. So when you are at a secure attachment, you're not filling any voids. You know, people aren't here to like kind of fill those parts of you that feel insecure you don't feel a need to control anyone you're just like you're happy with yourself and if somebody wants to like join in on that they're welcome to but you know how to set boundaries like if you if you see that somebody has a dysfunctional way of connecting you state it once and then if they can't comply to that need then you walk away and you say you know i wish you the best but you're, you're not going to bring that chaos into my life. And you aren't addicted to the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. People with dysfunction aren't attractive to you anymore. Yeah. You know, just like looking back into my old relationships, now I really like the secure attachment way better where it's more smooth. And I just feel like you're not in a roller coaster anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when people decide to not engage with me or they like 
ghost me or, you know, or, or I have friends that are dysfunctional. Like, I feel like I am not in a place where like, I feel the need to respond to that anymore. Like mm -hmm. I just, I just kind of take myself out of the equation now. Yeah. And which is a smart move. And I definitely feel like I, I'm at a secure attachment style with myself and also even my boyfriend has a secure attachment style where we do the weekly relationship building workshop where we talk about the highs and lows and just kind of catch up on small things or big things and really be on the same page i don't i don't feel that fear anymore and i feel like i my most important priority is that i'm happy and that i feel safe and that that those mm -hmm. things aren't selfish and also making sure your voice is heard I think that's very, very important in anything that you do is that your opinion and, you know, things that you want, you want life to go is heard. I think, you know, by building that confidence, you're building the secure attachment style and knowing where you stand. Right. And I also think that it's important to know that, like, you can go whichever dysfunctional attachment style you have, you can move towards secure attachment. Like, I think sometimes people are like, well, this is how I am, like, take it or leave it. And I, but no, because, you know, I feel like it's one thing if someone is actually making the work to do it. And if someone's actually not on the growth stage, like you are in, or mm -hmm. you and I are in, then, you know, we're just not in the same flow, but it's a beautiful moment when they are, they, when they decide to go on that journey, that's when we're all able to connect again. Yeah. And like, exactly. And I think that, um, understanding that you do have the power to, to, heal your dysfunctional attachment style and move towards secure attachment is important to know because I think that you're not stuck. And I think it's really important to know that like you can heal the ways that you connect. And I think that being like, this is just how I am, take it or leave it is lazy. Yeah. I think it's lazy. I think that you have the power. I feel like to I'm talking to the wall. It's yeah, it's like you have the power to change if you really want to. I've changed. And yeah. and that's why I think it's also like important to like give people the opportunity to change. And I, I am very compassionate. Like I do am very forgiving and stuff, but I have to see that people like are actually like yeah. doing the things they need to do to change. Yeah. One of my best friends, Julie, once told me if a person does it once or twice, they're able to change. But if I, if they do it three times or more, it's already a behavior. It's a choice. It's a choice. And they, and a lot of the times people that are choosing to stay in these like lower vibrations, like in some ways they're getting their needs met, yeah. you know? So they're they like, why, why, why should I change? I'm getting what I want anyways. Like, so, yeah. so but, it's, it's kind of nice because, you know, those people kind of stick together for us to kind of find each other. And yeah. then, you know, it's your decision that if you want to surround yourself with entrepreneurs that you want to learn from mm -hmm. or just changing groups, it's up to you if you want to stay in your comfort zone. Yeah. So, well, I want to talk about how just like a couple steps on how to become securely attached is first actively working on your relationship with yourself. Yes. Like everything really is a reflection of you um making sure that you are doing the, the shadow mm -hmm. work understanding how you feel about yourself um will ultimately mirror the way that life kind of affects you yes and i think we were highlighting this a lot too that it starts with you and you know you have to build your own self-esteem and learn how to communicate and express emotion but you really have to figure out like which attachment style that you really have yeah and then number two is purging toxic or 
counterproductive relationships. So this is like, I think that like, okay, so a couple years ago, like I cut off so many people. And I think that sometimes I can like be very like uh, my cutoff game strong yeah it's soul searching and soul cleansing yeah because sometimes (laughs) it's like you need you want to grow and you want to change and if the people that you've been associating with do not and if they're also triggering to you they're triggering you yeah Yeah, like you need to leave like i was just like i need to leave yeah i i need i I was like i and even now like if there if somebody makes me feel like that i'm so afraid to go back to that person because mm-hmm. I was so unhappy and I was so depressed that like any person that shows me that they're going to bring me back to a place that I've worked so hard to get out of, get out of, like, you need to leave, you need to leave yeah. me alone. But I also understand that I need to be compassionate and I can't cut everyone off. Exactly. Cause like what you were saying is like, that can be kind of avoid and attach or like anytime. So yeah. that's not good either. I think it's, I think the perfect Example would be like, you know, if there is someone that is triggering to you, being able to work on it so that you're able to work through the traumas, similar to like having the relationship with your parents. Yeah. Even if they did you wrong, et cetera, being, you know, if there's a way to have a healthier relationship by recognizing the attachment style, mm-hmm. you're able to actually come out of it and flowers will bloom within the relationship. Yeah. And I think that now I'm trying to, um, I have really great friends now and I like really appreciate all my friends now because. I feel like I finally am secure attached. So I've attracted Mm -hmm. secure attached people. I don't feel that neediness. I don't feel like I'm, you know, begging people to be in my life. And um, I think that the biggest thing is that I really had to learn good communication skills. Yeah. And also it's, you know, we're all human. There's going to be things where we do things out of our character, but it's important to surround ourselves with friends that actually check on you like be like hey like this is unlikely what's going on because i've had friends that tell, told me that before too yeah. when i act out, out of character. character when i act out of character <laughs> yeah i think that it's important to have people who keep you accountable yeah if you exactly. always have people that are telling you what you want to hear you. that yeah. check you like hey like that was out of line like yeah. i love my girlfriends now because i feel like you know a, like whenever I do something that's out of character or even like we've had situations where like, you know, it, 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 we're led, it's led with love, you know, they don't yeah. make me feel like I'm a terrible person for making a mistake. Like, I think that creating that safe space, that safe space with someone that sees your flaw and, and, and loves you, you know, yeah. like they're like, I know that this isn't you and you're having a moment. Um, like, how can we move forward? And, and how can we make this better for how you? Can, yeah. How it's the pro it's like, the problem it's not us against each other it's us against the problem and And it's also a beautiful experience because it teaches us how to do it for other people too and you know making a softer experience because that's what that's that's what we experienced right we went through it and i think that like while you're healing and you need to let certain people go like i think that doesn't mean that like you might not have a relationship or a connection with them again i think that when you're healing, you really do just have to put yourself in safe environments and when people with people who understand what you're going through, because I think that when you're growing and you're changing and the people around you aren't, you know, you create discomfort within them because it makes it kind of puts light that they're not changing. Mm-hmm. And um, that doesn't mean that you can't go back and like meet them again. And but they have to accept that you're a new person and that you're not the same person you were before. And they need to respect that. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then you know, your your lives aren't aligned anymore. And it's okay, like, 
you can let them go with peace. Yeah, and which is going to be a you know beautiful way to just start again. Yeah. And number three, um, to get securely attached is like you have to build your self-esteem. Like mm-hmm. you have to believe that you you have to love yourself and you have to believe that you're worthy and that you're enough. Um, you have to realize that, you know, you're lucky to have people, but people are lucky to have you. Yeah. You know, I've had to really work on that, like really, because I feel like I, you know, the, the caregivers that I had, they didn't give me self-esteem like they Mm -hmm. didn't make me feel secure and so I think that a lot of the times I dealt with like not feeling enough or so building that up Mm -hmm. and realizing that you are a beautiful human being and anybody is lucky to have you in their life yeah and you have to remember that you're the ship and everyone's gonna come on board you can sail the oceans yeah and if people didn't see it when you when when you were like low then yeah then your ship's gonna take off yeah and (laughs) and also just like realize that like the people who truly love you like they're gonna allow you to change and they're gonna allow you to grow and um they're either gonna ride on that train or or they're or you know yeah and it's also interesting too because once you take that self-love journey and the growth journey you're gonna meet people that you know, didn't know you for your past, knows you for who you are now, which also helps with the confidence portion. Exactly. And then when you do tell them your story, you're able to like come from a place of strength. Empowerment. Yeah. And just be like working on that self-esteem, like you really do have to believe that you are valuable. And uh, number four is expressing our emotions in a healthy way. This is so important because, you know, this just goes back to emotional intelligence is that I'm learning too is like, you know, when I've been more insecure, like the way that I express my annoyance or um, the way that I treat people, like, I think a lot of the times people try to blame you for them acting disrespectfully. They're like, well, well, she did that. That's why I reacted that way. Like, no, you are responsible for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're responsible for the way you react and the way you deliver your message. Yeah. And the way somebody treats you, that's not on you. That's on them. Yeah. If somebody is unkind to you, if somebody treats you with disrespect, that person just is a disrespectful person. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you do it back. That doesn't mean that you do it back either. It's like Cause sometimes, you know, even the other person lashing out on you, that's failed message delivery on their part. If there was some, you know, miscommunication or frustration, but it goes back to breaking the cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. So just because someone lashes out at you doesn't mean that you lash out, react. But breaking the cycle and having great communication, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's about having great communication in order to have the other person that have the aha moment. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what a secure attachment style is. And I think a lot of the times people are just really afraid of their feelings, you know, because they do feel overwhelming. And so um, I think that now I'm not afraid to feel my feelings anymore. I don't push them away. I don't. I honestly, I try not to judge them anymore. Mm -hmm. So what I do now is if I feel like I'm in a bad mood or like, you know, like, or if I'm feeling like envious or jealous or all of these like yucky feelings, yucky feelings, I give myself the space to go feel them. And then I tell my friends like, Hey, I'm not feeling good. Like something I'm not doing well. Like I just need to be left alone. And it's not you. It's me. Like it's literally me. Mm -hmm. And you know, your friends who are also securely attached will 
give you that space and be like, oh, you're good. Like, you know, yeah. and they have, check on you. Yeah. And, and they'll, um, it's, it's no one's responsibility to regulate your emotions. Like you are 100% responsible for acting like a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is lean on the support of your friends and family. And again, just go back to communicating and telling them where you are and yeah you know what i also have this one too learning from others right creating a connection leaning on others and also like making sure you have a good support group Mm -hmm. but you learn the most from the people with the secure attachment style and they help you observe secure behaviors and this this is this provides a trusting space where you can feel freely and safely experience a secure bond yeah And it's crazy because when you are so used to dysfunction, when you meet somebody who has secure attachment, it's almost scary. Once you start (laughs) meeting people that are secure, you're just like, there is this moment of like, where you do have to kind of relearn life. Yeah. Because like, you know, um, when I, when I was starting to make like new friends here in San Diego, like I was so anxious because I felt so like, I had like PTSD. Yeah from the relationships I had had in the past. I had PTSD from my relationship. I had PTSD from the girlfriends that I had who had treated me like absolute shit. Like I had just like this, a fear that everybody was gonna be like that forever. Yeah, they were coming at you. But yeah, and then like when I started making new girlfriends and they, I almost didn't know how to handle it. Like I, I was so uncomfortable by it. So just know that as you are kind of elevating your way of thinking there is this period of transition where um you have to kind of relearn life a little bit and you have to relearn connection because it's not rooted in dysfunction anymore so giving yourself that compassion that um that you will you you will find that normal one day and then um number six is work on healing the past negative experiences um I think that this one is really just like coming to terms with the past, mm-hmm. you know, accepting yeah. it. You know, I once heard when your tra- traumatic experiences become an empowering story that you're telling to someone else, that's when you know you've actually conquered that experience. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the times why we are in those dysfunctional attachment styles is because we want to change the past, you know, and I think that you have like, I had this really big epiphany one day and I was just like, you know, the stuff that happened to me happened to me and it's made me who I am and I don't want to change who I am. And when you're able to fully accept that the things that happened to you, even if they were terrible, it was perfect. And that doesn't mean that we're justifying trauma. Like that doesn't mean that we're accepting people's misbehavior but it's coming to peace with the life that you've had because you can't change the past. Yeah. And it all brings you to the present. Yeah. So, you know, these are all ways that we connect, but like there's different ways. Now I know that getting to know yourself is really important and getting to know the ways that you feel loved and you feel like validated. So um, we're just going to run through a little bit of the 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 love love languages. languages. (laughs) And for me, I took this today. Also, I've seen the results from years ago, like 
like 2015 or something. Mm -hmm. And my love language results were so different because back then, like physical touch was number one. Mm -hmm. But whatever. (laughs) This time, um, I got words of affirmation was a top one, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. Yeah, those are the things that make you feel safe. Yeah, so that that was the order of what I had it. But words of affirmation is this is when you – um, receive compliments and compliments mean the world to you. So I'll be like, Hey, I love you, Blanca. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I appreciate you. Yeah. And you know, just knowing the reasons behind that love. Right. But this has its negative that when someone says not nasty shit behind you, or, mm-hmm. you know, someone loves says something that's like nasty. You are really then, affected by yeah, it. Yeah. It shatters you in pieces. Yeah. I really liked the five love languages and kind of understanding the ways that you need to feel safe and kind of expressing that to the people that you that care about you and yeah and it's important to know how you want to be loved because yeah. I might be loving you the way that I want to be loved yeah. which is not the same yeah exactly and being able to like communicate that with people like hey like I need yeah. for me to feel like you care about me I need you no I don't need you to do anything but I would feel appreciate I would appreciate if yeah. you like you know, did this for me a little bit because that makes me feel like um, um, seen. Yeah, especially like, you know, with your girlfriends, it's so easy to take this a quiz together. Yeah. And it's kind of like awkward at first. Depends on who you, who you date to actually take this quiz together yeah. for relationships. Um, thank God with this one, it wasn't awkward. But now he knows mine is not. Mine's yeah. different, right? And I think that like, you know, I just think that it's important to – recognize recognize that there's a way that you need to feel loved and really recognizing the ways that other people want to feel loved like i learned something you know new to this like when i say physical touch i thought it meant like doing a geeky thing (laughs) but like it just meant like (laughs) kind of going into this it was this language is this language isn't all about the bedroom Mm -hmm. this means touch like i so you know why i was thinking about this like coming from hawaii I feel at home when I hug somebody or do the hot, like forehead touch and breather, you know, giving high fives out of excitement. These were the ways that I felt loved. Yeah, I'm definitely, so mine are, I'm physical touch and I am um, words of affirmation mostly. Mm -hmm. And then I am uh, a quality time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, so a lot of people like are like, you know, physical touch with like their partner and stuff, but like, no, I'm actually like, that's literally my love language. Like I'm the hugging queen. Yeah. Like I need, I'm always giving hugs. I like need that. Like I, it just, I don't even realize that I'm the comfort of somebody just being there. Yeah. And it's so crazy too, because like my family isn't super touchy. Me too. And, um, even though we're, we're, we're Latin. So like we do greet each other with hugs. Yeah. But and maybe that's why I'm like such a hugger, but like I just really, when I really yeah. care about people, it's like my friends, like I'm just yeah. like on top of them. Because even in Hawaii, <laughs> we greet our friends by giving cheek kisses and yeah. hugs. And like when we dance hula, so I'm a hula dancer, right? Yeah. We have to dance in a group and really feel the people around us. And um, but interestingly, receive a physical touch and receiving gifts were like ten, like lower than ten percent for me. Yeah, I feel like uh, gifts are. I do love giving gifts. Like I do like to be thoughtful of like, especially for my friends um, when I can, if it's yeah. like in my budget. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I think that 
the way I also am like a wordy girl. So I love, I love giving praise. Yeah. I'm always telling people the things that I see in the light that I see in them, which is very, very important. And I, and I feel like because I am so gracious with my words, like, I mean, it's not even that I'm trying to like, I always just see the good in people, I think. And I always want to like reassure them because it's just nice to hear. And it's a great reminder that people are loved. Yeah. And, um, my physical touch, like I am actually like, if I don't know you or if I'm not comfortable around you, like yeah. I can be kind of awkward. It's sexual assault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm no, uh, yeah. If I don't know you, like if I don't feel comfortable awkward. around you, like I'm a mute. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I wanted to kind of explain about receiving gifts. This is, don't mistake this for materialism. These people thrive on the love, the thoughtfulness and effort behind the gifts. So yeah. if I'm like, hey, I got these earrings for you, Blanca, because I knew this that you love this stone because it has some mm-hmm. healing energy, then that's like very, very thoughtful that I like yeah. picked the specific stone that you were always talking about. So it's like the idea that's behind it. So this can this also has a downside. So if I'm like, oh, I forgot Blanca's birthday or Blanca has a special day, you know, that mm-hmm. even Valentine's Day, you know, like if you want, if you thought you're gonna get flowers and you did it, it's like a big deal, you know. But that's it's because the thought that goes behind it. You just feel like, yeah. oh, the person wasn't thinking about you. Yeah. I I love giving gifts when I can. I, I mean, I feel like everybody loves receiving a nice gift. But mm-hmm. it's definitely not something that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, no, I like flowers. Yeah. Because, you know, even with me, I got seven person as receiving gifts. But even the love languages com even said, like, don't mistake this as if, like, you don't like receiving gifts. It just means that there's like, a hierarchy. Yeah, there's a hierarchy and you still love them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying don't get me gifts. <laughs> I love flowers. Yeah, I love I love flowers. Um, but I also, I don't. Yeah, I um, I love quality time with people. Like for me, I need to feel like I'm gonna have fun with you. Yeah, and this one is also like nothing says I love you like undivided attention. Like imagine I'm sitting here, we're recording this podcast, and I'm just tappy tappy on the side with my phone. Yeah. You know, even in a relationship, like you're trying to watch a movie or have one-on-one quality time and they're just on their phone. Yeah, um, exactly. Boner killer. See, like in my, in like, when I was a, he he never wanted to do anything with me. And that was like really, it like drove me nuts because I want to go have adventures. Mm -hmm. Like I want to go on, literally I want to go on trips. I want to go to festivals. I want to like go have fun. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that stuff with me, then like, I kind of feel like I like distance myself. Like it just, it's, it's not fun for me. Yeah. And I just feel like they're just not interested in the, the things that you like. Happy. Well, I mean, I feel like the goal in life is to not just make the person happy, but actually being considerate of their feelings and putting in effort to understand their, the ways that they want to be loved. Yeah. Because wait, what's the one that's like, so yeah. like exactly like i'm like i we need to go do fun things together yeah and it can't just be like yeah we only hang out at home and like watch netflix like that is not fun for me it's not fun it says like you know with this one (laughs) it can be very very hurtful if they postpone dates um being like hey blanca we're supposed to go watch a movie today at the theaters but let's just like stay home and sit on the couch like it's like very hurtful because you know i hate that i because i feel like if you don't know how to manage your time and you're inconsistent or you don't tell me that you're going to cancel like it really hurts my feelings and i think you know 
with with any relationship, I think it's very important to create those moments mm -hmm. of excitement. You know, mm -hmm. like, just just things you can look forward to. Yeah, is that the way that you love to be loved? Or I I definitely really appreciate it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's something that I seek. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, can you go do this? With but if, like, somebody does something that's really kind and, like, and and I and they do something that, like, I asked them and or I forgot about it or, or like, you know, you do something for me yeah. that I wasn't expecting, it, like, definitely touches my heart. Yeah, this was – so for <laughs> me, acts of service and quality time were tied with 27%. The highest was words of affirmation, right? But for acts of service, so just like what Blanca said, you're doing things – to ease the burden of responsibilities that's weighing on the other person. And this speaks volumes. You're kind of like doing things and you're being considerate. But the downside of this is like, you know, if they break the commitment and they, they make you, um, and if they make you do more work, knowing that, you know, you don't, they, you could actually help them. It's like yeah. hurtful to them. It's like, Hey, I know there's going to be laundry today and mm -hmm. Blanca loves it. If, I helped her, but I just decided not to. It's kind of so. Yeah, like I think that learning your attachment style is really important because it's really going to affect the way that you your relationships and the kind of the like how healthy you feel in them and how safe you feel in them. So knowing what yours is and doing the work to get to secure attachment because you know this is your life and you deserve to experience the happiness yeah you, you deserve to be happy and and the love languages are just ways to understand how you feel safe and how you can give other people love and being receptive to the ways yeah. that they want to feel loved you know it's like create harmony yeah and it just all comes down to communication especially with the five love languages you might give love the way that you want to be loved mm -hmm. but with the communication and the secure attachment style, you're going to be able to deliver the, the love that the other person actually needs. Yeah. And we're here to like love everybody. Yeah. And this is the whole part of the podcast is to spread education. And today we wanted to kind of really go over the secure attachment style and actually learning how to love yourself and other people properly. Yeah. And the books that we recommend for today are um, All About Love by Bell Hooks. I'm gonna make, I'm telling you, I feel like next guy has to read that book. <laughs> yeah. And it's always really nice, like, sharing books and, you know, sharing thoughts with somebody else, because especially in this relationship that I'm in. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, we used to exchange your favorite book, Master of Love, and talk about the way we view love in relationships. Yeah, I loved when you did that. When you were like, when you asked Ben to read that book, because, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, it's, it's very important that we all learn like emotional yeah. maturity and like so that you can create you know a healthy bond and it was nice that he was so receptive too yeah and I want to start doing that again I think also especially with us being in book club too that's that's like a time where we can actually shine the light on specific topics and you know that's where we're able to go on that self-love journey yeah and the book attached is really great too like if you want to know more about your attachment style um, and it really goes into the details and the way that it's expressed um, so we'll link those in the bio yeah but thank you so much for joining us today and I hope you are leaving with some new knowledge and a little inspiration <laughs> bye, bye.